Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Uh, so, Kevin, going back to the very beginning of the season, I'm just looking here. I was writing down a list of the players that, that you lost. David Otomosu, Jimmy Brown, Connor Kane, Daniel O'Reilly, Killian Phillips, Mark Toyle, Joe Redmond, who's in the, the team of the year. Were you a little bit worried at the beginning of the season because you had to bring in so many new players? And I guess, you know, you probably weren't sure how lads were going to perform. Um, were you were you nervous at the beginning of the year? Ah, look, of course you'd be, you'd be concerned about losing those players. But, like, the reality of it was, it was like, they were all going on to sort of stuff that we couldn't offer them. So there was very little I could do. Like, I was lucky the way. There could have been, there could have been more, although it was disappointing to lose, particularly when you look at it, when you go through those names, most of them were defenders. Um, and obviously then with Doyler being a top scorer and a goalkeeper, it's definitely a, a proper rebuilding job but, that we had to do. And lucky enough, we managed to do it. But um, yeah, you, you you would have been concerned. But the, the, the other side of it is, is, like I mean, there was plenty of people in for Chris Lyons, Dane Massey, Darren Markey, Gary Deegan. Like so, we were managed to keep a hold of them, which was massive. Which as you see, as you've seen in the in the in the season, that was probably the the biggest thing. Like the new signings were, were were excellent. The vast majority, or nearly every single one of them, did really really well. But keeping hold of the of the rest of them that we were able to keep hold, because because believe me, there was plenty of interest in them. And I remember even talking to you, not this time last year, because it, it was it was a bit later than when I got the job. But when I spoke to you last year, I, well, I was still talking to those lads and trying to trying to hold on to them. So that was that was as important as bringing in any new signings was keeping keeping the ones that that I wanted to keep. Is it a hard sell to, to try and convince lads to say what are the like? I mean, there's a really good bond there in the club, and it's a, as you know, like a lot of League of Ireland clubs, a real kind of family feel around the place as well. But what's your your sort of selling point when you're trying to convince lads like like you did last year to stay, and they end up staying? Obviously, it was a successful conversation. Yeah, well, look again. The, the, the selling point is, is is that they enjoyed it the year before, and I was trying to trying to tell them that it can it can, it can get even better. Now again, losing you like to be building. It was a rebuild, and so obviously it was. Disrupted a little bit, but no. Look, I mean, you, you got to convince players that that, that this, the season ahead is going to be a good season for them. That the club is, is the right club for them for them to progress. A lot of the time, particularly with younger players, it's it's game time, and not that you ever guarantee anyone they're going to be playing every game, but you're putting them in a platform because again, all you have to do is go back to the conversation or the start of the conversation. The, the players that moved on to England, Scotland, wherever, like you know, it was for for younger players that was sort of the character. But for other lads, the lads that I keep, and I just had to convince them that, like obviously those that had worked with me previously, but not as a manager, so I had to convince them that it'd be the right move for them, and I'd look after them as best I can, and, and 
whatever I could improve on, I, I would improve on. And, and um, if, even if, if we were after losing a fair amount of quality, maybe in other areas, I was able to try and make up for it. And then, look, as I said, bringing in plenty of players as well and, and good quality as well, help them convince. And, and I would, I might be wrong, but I, I'd say if you spoke to most of those lads now, they say they made the right decision. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, we talked about the, you know, the, the number of players that left, but you, of course, were stepping up. Tim left at the end of last season, went on to Pats, as we know, after a really successful first season back in the Premier Division. So for you to step up then and take over as manager, was that a little bit daunting? And did you feel a little bit of pressure to kind of, even though you'd lost so many players, to try and keep things moving on from last year? Well, not really, to be honest. And when, when I spoke to Connor and, and, and Dermot at the, at the start about the getting or taking a job, like, I mean, it was, I wasn't told specifically if, if, if we don't stay up or if we don't do this, then you're in trouble or anything like that. Because again, the reality of the situation was when I took the job, we won player and that was Killian Phillips mm. and we knew he was gone. So it was certainly, it sounds a little bit wishy-washy, but see how we get on type of thing. But well, I put myself under my own pressures and that's why I, I, I literally, as soon as I, the day I got the job, I was, I was driving around getting players, literally driving around old school, outside lad work, outside one particular player was having a meal with his with his family, and I sat outside the restaurant waiting for him to come out to sign. Um, so it's real old school, Harry Redding right. stuff, you might say. But again, I thought it needed to be done because I could, I had to, I had to, to get the lads that I wanted to stay to, to, to stay. And and then what, what what you find was when when one, when one or two of the lads that probably if you wanted for want of a better word, one or better lads from the eighty four had signed, then then it, it probably gave the other lads a little bit of a pushing the right direction that yeah look things are going to be okay here and, and um, well, I, I will sign back and, and lucky enough I said a fair, fair few of them did um, but yeah look it's it's going back to the conversation I had with, with Connor and, and, and Dermot at the time like it was it was very much we'll, we'll see how we how we get on but we we we, we think he can do the, do the job of, of and the job was to try and keep us up and lucky enough look we were able to do that just to go back to that that story you mentioned a moment ago, sitting outside a restaurant for a player. Mm. Presumably, the player knew you were outside. You didn't ambush him with a pen and a piece of paper outside the restaurant. But is it is it is it really a kind of case of you know you have to get that signature before because you know until it's actually signed, somebody else could be sitting outside a restaurant the following night waiting for the same lad. You know, is it that kind of thing that you have to get the you have to get the signature done before somebody else snips in? I felt it was, and, and particularly I say restaurant, but it was a restaurant when there was plenty of <laughs> plenty of. Uh, Liquid, for, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but anyway, um, yeah, it was, it's, that's the thing, and, and, and these couple of pairs had already, because of the situation with us, and, and last year, and we didn't, we, you know, it happened very, very late, and probably it was, a, I think it was December the 4th or the 2nd, other managers had been on to these players and banging their door down. So again, literally, I had to go and sort of convince them. Now again, I'm, I'm saying like, uh, it was all down to me convincing them, they loved it, they loved them, like loved it where they were in the club and, and what we had done the previous year. Now, it's going to be different. As you said, Tim moved on and there was going to be a lot of different players. But I just I just had to... I felt, I felt a hell of a lot more comfortable. Now, I didn't just go out that one day. I mean, I'd been on to them and on to them and on to them. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but, I, but I, again, and some players it's, some players are different. Some players want you to be chasing them for, for a week. Other players want you to leave them alone for time to think. And that's the way. That's, I suppose that's all part of the management and how you do that. And there were very few of the ones that I, I wanted to keep that didn't stay. Yeah, very few. Obviously, the likes of the lads that were going to, I got a loving to keep and Daniel O'Reilly and Jimmy Brown and Mark Doyle, but obviously they were moving on. So, um, 
the, the ones that I did have a good chat with and was able to talk to, I, I managed to convince them. As I said, I think I think the vast majority of them say it worked out well for them. In terms then of you stepping up as manager, you bring Dara in as, as assistant, um, and obviously you two, you have a very good relationship there. It was obvious across the course of the season. What makes a good assistant manager, do you think? Um, well, the, it's, it's something for, for me, I, one of the, well, like, one of the main criteria, if you want to call it, is that you trust the person, which I 100% do with Dara. I know Dara since we were kids, we played with each other when we were younger on different representative teams. We played with each other at Longford. He was my captain. I signed him as a player when I was managing Shell. He was my captain in the Shell. So great relationship for him. But something that I, I found for, for that I, I think that I did for Tim was I had previously managed myself. And obviously Dara had just had wasn't long out of Longford managing and I just, I, I just felt that it was something that if you if you've been an assistant for whatever time and you've never managed you you, you, you might you think you know what the manager's gone through. And you think it's like you think I'd be able to do this or I'd be able to do that, but Darren knows because Darren's been there. Darren's been the one sort of on the touchline on his own when everyone else is sitting down. Um, he knows that feeling in your stomach just before a kickoff. It's different. I can promise you, it's different. Mm. Um, as much as you're, and believe me, the four years I was with, with was with him, I was so into it and so invested in it and everything. I felt that it was me, my whole life and everything. But it, it is different. There's a different feeling. And again, there's different pressures, there's different stresses. Like if things are going well, you're great. If things aren't going well, it's all your fault. It's not necessarily the assistant. So I need, I, I felt that I needed somebody that understood that because there'd be times Dara had been absolutely brilliant. I said it, I think you were there. I said it afterwards. Like if mm-hmm. you're talking about signings, I think Dara has been the best signing out of everyone. He's been absolutely brilliant for me. He runs the training ground. I could literally go upstairs and, and, and be talking to somebody when training's on or whatever, organizing this or that. And I, I trust with 100% that Dara and Sean and the lads will will have everything going, but it's something. Yeah, and I've mentioned it to a few people since, and because again, people say, "How come or why did you uh, go with Dara or whatever?" And and it was certainly one of the main reasons. But I know, I, I know that he would understand when to come to me for something. Yeah, I mean, Dara can deal. Dara's experienced. Dara can deal with a hell of a lot of situations, like with players or with other stuff that could be going on, without even saying it to me, because he knows I'm dealing with something else. Yeah. So again, as a manager. I think that it's great to have an assistant that can almost know when to annoy you, when not to annoy you. Because again, it's 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 a twenty four seven thing. You're you're constantly on the go. You're constantly thinking about. It. You're constantly on the phone. You're constantly thinking about whatever. But to have somebody that knows exactly what you were going through, I think that was one of the main things. But again, the trust thing. And then I've, I'm, with Dara, Dara is an absolutely brilliant coach. Brilliant coach. Yeah. And uh, he's been coaching since geez, before he like. I think he was only in his twenties. He's been coaching since way, way before I would have been started thinking of coaching even. So, so uh, the players really, really love the sessions and the variety and, and the stuff. And and yeah, there's a, there's a whole mix of things, but they would be the the main things. You said last Sunday in that little uh, kind of post match, uh, post season uh, get together upstairs in the, in the clubhouse that this was the most enjoyable year of your life. I think I'm quoting you right there. Uh, is that is that really true? Was it was it really that enjoyable? Was it was it tough at times, or you know, how did you find it? Well, I was pointed out. My wife and my daughter were there, and was pointed out to me that my daughter was born in 2011, and I got married in 2009. So they were probably two enjoyable years as well. But uh, career-wise, I suppose you could say, yeah, definitely it has been. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it, it certainly is. I mean, don't want to keep going on about it, but I mean, I'm up for work at five o'clock in the morning as well. Um, I think every other manager in the league, probably Barry Ollie, and, and, and probably Andy Myler, with, with a different model, like 
can get up and go straight to train or do whatever. And like you know, so it, it is tough. There's no doubt about it. It's your you're up early and you're and you're home late from training as well. And it's a long day, and that's why it is all joking aside. It's worth pointing out about the support of your family because without them, like you know, it, it just wouldn't be possible because. For whatever reasons, you're missing this, you're missing that, you're missing school pickups, you're missing dropping off to whatever, you know, it's, it's yeah. tough and you do rely on your, your, your wife or, or your family for things like that. Like, yeah, even our the mother and the in-laws would be looking after Isabel, my daughter, when I'd be going to training earlier, I'd be going to meet. And so you do need that support network around you and, and I'm very, very lucky to have it. So just on that then, because, you know, people I'm sure would, would, some people would be aware that you're, you're obviously working as a postman during the week, but, are you on the go every day? Is there any day during the season that you're not involved in the evening time with something to do with your Hoddy United, even if it's just meetings or whatever, aside from training? How, how does your week look generally? Generally, um, no is the answer. But, I mean, like we, we, we get, our, our schedule would have been Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then in either Saturday or Sunday for a recovery, if, particularly to the game on the weekend or on, the, on a Monday. So, you I mean, you're in five or six times a week and, Saturday, Tuesdays would be the day that we, we decided was the best day to take off in the, in the, in the week. But again, that's for the players. I mean, myself and Daryl would, would be talking like three or four times, five times that day, you know. Yes. Again, I'd be on to Darren McKenna constantly to Connor all the time about stuff. And just, it, it's, you, you'd certainly, you wouldn't get, I mean, I would, like, you go away during the mid-season break and like, you actually don't, you're away and stuff. And sometimes you do have to put the phone away and stuff like that, but it's, there's always something like, but again, you said, I said it's the most enjoyable years in life. It's, you give me more to get paid back for it. If you put, you'd never forgive yourself if, if, for instance, I mean, I could easily now say, well, season's over, throw me phone off for two weeks and then I'll come back and there's no players. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd, ne- you'd never forgive yourself if you didn't put in the work because, and, and again, you're not saying I work hard. I'm certainly not saying I work harder than anyone else. I don't. But you, you do have to manage the time probably a little bit better because like even regarding the training week, I mean, I'd love Monday, Wednesday to be doing video analysis as well. And we do it always on a Thursday and we do a good bit of it, but I'd love to do it every day. And if we had the players in in the mornings, for instance, or training every, more or less every day or doing double sessions, you'd spend a, a lot of more time on that stuff. But we do, we, you do have to. And make the most out of the, the time you do have them, but that's the one thing. And, and, and I've said this: the main probably thing with our players and, and most of the rest of the league, bar probably Finn Hart, was that the difference is that they don't get the time to rest. Mm. And if you look at probably the last three games of the season, and I've spoken to you about this, we'd seven fourteen players in the stand. Yeah. So eventually, it probably does take its toll, like you know, mm. um, with, with injuries and stuff like that. So. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's tough, but again, to go back to the very start of your question again, it certainly was an enjoyable year, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I don't want to get too bogged down in the whole money situation because we've spoken about that before, me and you, and I've spoken to Connor yeah. about it. But let's just assume for a moment that investment comes in, and let's just assume for a moment that Drawhead United are able to go full time next season. What? What does we all talk about full time, part time, everything else? What does full time look like for for Kevin Doherty? Do you do you give up your job? Do you keep that? Like you know, how how does that work in a practical sense? Because we always hear about full time, part time in the league. But and you mentioned your work, and if you go full time, what changes for you? Well, that will be full. That will be my full time job if we went full time, hundred mm. percent. And it will be the same with the players as well. And that is the big thing that, that like. As I said, we train when we're part-time, if you want to call it that. We we, we train uh, as much as anyone else, really, part maybe, like as I said, an afternoon session or a video analysis session. But the, the main thing is that you're full-time and you've no other commitments and you're in control of your, your rest. You don't, like, you know, you don't, again, you don't. I've three other postmen, for instance, I'm only using them in the, in the squad. Mm. Like, so they're out walking every day or whatever. Um and the other thing it is, and I, and I don't, I don't know how to how to put this about control. I don't mean like oh, you want to control the players, but you are in control of their time when you're like it's their only job. I mean, we could be training, and we we could play, for instance, on if it was a game rearranged for Tuesday, and it was a bank holiday Monday, or even if it was a bank holiday Monday, there'd be no game to fight. We might train in the morning, yeah. and I'd have two or three lads saying, "Actually, I have to work on Monday morning." So that's the difference, and I, and it happens all the time. But again, like I mean. Full time is certainly the way to, way way to go, but it's not the be all and end all. I mean, you can improve so much. You can lead into a full time setup. You can you can try and gradually get there rather than go and bang. We're full this time tomorrow. We'll be full time because it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But again, we do have to. It's, it's something that we have to aspire to, and and probably the sooner the better. Maybe maybe it's just my my uh, worried outlook and things. But if I if I was in your situation and it was a situation that we went full time, I'd be thinking to myself, what if this, what if this doesn't work out and I've given up my job? What happens then? Yeah. Well, that's look. That's always a thing with with any any job as well. I mean, if you leave one job to go to another, like, you know, it's 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 the way it is. But again, look, there's other ways around. With 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 my job and other jobs in particular, you don't necessarily have to hang up your boots in that job. You can take career breaks and stuff like that. So, um, you, you you'd be looking towards that. But again, you have to back yourself. And if you if you were to weigh it up and say what we what we managed to do this year with. As I heard Ollie Horgan with yourself talking about what we haven't got rather than what we have got, you know, yeah. you'd have to back yourself and say, can you imagine what we would do if we, if we did have the support? So I'm not looking for stuff like, let's be honest, we're not looking to compete with Shamrock Rovers just yet, but if you, if you had similar or, or even close to similar what, what other teams around us and not teams miles ahead of us had, but then you, you, you'd, you'd certainly have to, Back yourself and say, yeah, I think we could more even compete at that level with, with, with the other club because, as I said, we didn't fi- finish a hell of a lot behind other teams that had multiples of what we have. 
You just talked earlier on about about the, the the situation last season, chasing down players and trying to tie players down. Are you are you straight back into that cycle again now? And again, this is all kind of, I suppose, on the the contingency of money possibly coming in. We don't really know, but aside from yeah. all that situation, are, are you straight back into that cycle again? Yeah, to tie lads down. Yeah, you are trying to tie them down, but at the moment, there's nothing to tie them down with. Yeah, which is which is the problem. Um, and it's ho- and and look, as you said earlier, you know the stuff going on. There, hopefully, hopefully something will happen soon. But it, yeah, it's and this is this is the I wouldn't say worry, but this is the the, the thing you have to consider with, with players. And like I can talk to them and and say yes, this is possibly going to happen, or this is probably going to happen. But as a player myself, and somebody else mm. comes along and says, "Well, no, here you go. This is definitely like we've been doing this for the last whatever." Ten years, whatever. This is the proven track record, and with our, with our, if you want to say full time or whatever, the, that particular player is looking for. But yeah, it's 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 tough at the moment. I, I have obviously been on to two players, but again, it's sort of just give me another little while because I have to. I, I want to see what happens. And and look, it's, it's all very, from what I hear, it's all very very positive, and I'd be very very hopeful that that I will be able to to, to do do all that stuff very soon. But yeah, it's, 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 I say I say. I have spoken to an awful lot of players, yeah. Just a very final point on that one. How long do you think it's it's fair for a player to wait? Like, have you kind of have you kind of said to them, I'll, I'll, if I don't have something for you by such and such a date, then fair enough, go off and talk, but give me until X date. Is it is that the kind of way it goes, or is it not quite as black and white as that? No, no, it's not really as black and white as that, because again, the player, like, I mean, a lot of our players want to be here next year as well, like, so... Um, if somebody, it's, it's sort of a situation where somebody, if, if the players, and there has been clubs onto, onto a few of our players, of course there has, a lot of them have had really, most of them have had really, really good seasons, and, and you know yourself that the, the type of player that other teams will be coming after, so you, you're more or less asking them for a bit of time, and, and you can't put a deadline on it because what if the deadline doesn't come and they're still hanging around and the deadline's gone, whatever, you know, and it's gone, yeah. you wouldn't cut your nose off to spite your face, but no, I'd be, I'd be very hopeful that something will, will, will come to pass. Over the next little while, and as I said, I've spoken to, to to a fair few players, and I will be speaking to more when I have a bit a clearer picture. Because again, it's 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 this the, the tricky part of it is is and I mean I mean I've, I, I get agents. I must have, I have I, this is what I'd be saying to you. I've probably five or six agents on to me every day and saying about what about this player, what about that player. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm shopping in Aldi or I'm shopping in Martin Spencer's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's 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 very hard to say. Well, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in him, or I'd be interested in him, or actually, no, I, we can probably do better than that, or no, I might might even be able to get that player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, it's it's a, it's a tricky situation, but again, it's something that it's not the season doesn't start till seventeenth of February, so we have a bit of time. But you don't want to be. Yeah, there is, there is interest in in a fair few of our players, and and, and I'd be very very keen. But the, the one the positive thing, Dave, is that I've spoken to these players and. I very much get the feeling that they they really want to stay here. So, hopefully, between whatever the, the the club manages to do, it'll be possible because it'll be a terrible, terrible chance to lose them the lads again. And you don't want to become that club that just keeps providing players for everyone else. I want to build on what we did this year. I want to probably talk about stuff later on, like about what we actually managed to achieve with the, the stuff we did in the community this year that we hadn't really done before. The stuff with the supporters, I've never seen the ground. Like it, I'm there five years and I've never seen the ground. Even the last game of the season, it was only night against Finn Harps. You were there, like it was, the atmosphere yeah. was, was unbelievable. And the support this year has been um, absolutely amazing. And, and, and genuinely, I'm not saying that so 
our supporters think, oh, he's a great fella. He's saying we were great and all this. I'm not at all. It was absolutely brilliant. If you go back to my family, I brought my family. My, my wife and my daughter never went, like, would have went to any of the matches before when I was playing when my daughter wasn't born. But, like, but to go, they go love, just love going up now every Friday because it's just, it's just such a brilliant club and the supporters and the volunteers and everyone adds and they're treated, like, so well. And I know the likes of Key Cowan coming down and, like his family, his mother and father got very friendly with Darren McKenna's mother and father, and like it's just it's, it's a, just a brilliant, brilliant place to place to be. And and it'd be so it would be a terrible, terrible shame if we just, as I said, turn over every year. And I really want to want to build on what we've done this year rather than to go back to square one again. Yeah, and just on that, because didn't Gary Deegan say last uh, week when he was collecting his Player of the Year award that it's, uh, I think he said something like it's the first place he's very he's he's felt at home, and everyone puts up with his with his little um, with his little quirks or whatever else. But he he did mention that, and he's been around. So again, that that kind of feeds into what you're saying there as well. Yeah, definitely, and and that's it. They put everyone like, if if he if he wasn't like the the, the sort of character that that that. Uh, the guy is he probably wouldn't be the player that he is and the player he is is, is one of the best players in the league mm. so again there's I certainly know and I mean that's overblown at times look you, you know he goes around the lads are all joking telling the smile normally got his player of the year now but he's a brilliant fella absolutely brilliant and, and people have no idea there's not many of them left like if you want to call them sort of old school or where, yeah they give lads a bit of a bollocking if you want to call it that mm. at times but it's still again and people don't see this what he's done for some of our younger players this year is, is, is unbelievable. You, go, you talk to the likes of Andy Quinn. At the start, I'm sure Andy was saying, who's this fella? He's at me all the time. And now they're like best friends. Like he's, he's like, our best friends are probably stretching a bit. I won't say that. But, but they could be, I, I look out. I sometimes sit upstairs where you can, where you can look out and I just see them and I see them over, over talking to the young lads and giving them instruction. And, and, and you know, he, as I said, he might, if you give a ball away if, if the wrong choice of pass or it's a sloppy pass, yeah, he'll get on to you. But he'll come over then after as you wouldn't even have your drink or whatever and you'll see him talking to the lads, the, the players. And he's and certainly, like I said, you, you talk about putting up with his little quirks and that. As I said, you don't have to put up with anything with, with Gary Deegan. He's been absolutely brilliant for me as well. Even then, I was talking to him yesterday. So, I mean, I, I'd be very, very... Uh, I talk to him an awful lot because he, he, look, he is what he is. He's a, he's a leader. But again, he's a, he's a great player. And Barris suspension, which I don't think he should have been suspended for, um, cause he shouldn't have been sent off in the first place. He did more or less bar, bar one game. He'd have played every minute of every game. So 35 years of age just says everything about him. Yeah. Incredible uh, athlete and he looks after himself so well. Just a couple of very final questions for you then. If you had to pick one, one memory or favorite memory from the season, what would it be? Um, Probably, after look again, there's a few to pick from, particularly in the United Park. And then obviously the one, probably the one in Daly Mount, the when, when, when Dale scored was just sort of almost relief. Um, I think the first on Dark one, I think the first on Dark win out of the two was probably, because again, I think we, you know, we were settling in and we probably, we probably didn't start the season great. Even though we played okay, I mean, we played all right, played well against Shells and probably should have won the game. We lost that first game and then we went to Tallet and, Played well, um, but the, the Dundalk game was, you know, it was the first time we'd beaten them at home for, so I think it was seven or eight years, and was live on RTE. And again, you talk to you, this is the first time your family come up to the game, a big atmosphere, and the support that day again just showed you what we were, what we were in for for the season. Like so, yeah, I, I'd say probably the, the fourth. It was, it was. I remember actually at the 
I've watched it back a couple of times. I said it was on RTE, so I watched it back a couple of times. And I remember me and Dara Hogan at the end of it, and it was a proper, there we are. And that, that's what we're looking for. That's what we've been saying this group is capable of. And the performance they put in that night as well was unbelievable. We should have won the game 3 or 4 nil. Like, it wasn't like it was a 1-0. The second game was a lot tighter, like, for instance, when we beat them 1-0. But yeah. we played so well, and the atmosphere. And again, I just... Gonna sound like an absolute, I don't know what here, but like just to see the joy in people's faces then, like, yeah, like it was, like, even for our supporters to be able to have one up on their local rivals and stuff who have done that, have certainly been the dominant team over the last number of years and have been brilliant. So it was, it, it was great and it meant so much to people, um, around the place, around, like, again, I talk about the, not only the supporters, the, the volunteers on the board and people like, like you know, the, would be very big supporters of you just to, to almost in, in some way pay them back in, in that, Couple of, couple of minutes of after the game, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I'd say that's probably it. Yeah. And then lastly, I'm sure there could be loads of different answers to this one, but if Connor Hoy turned around to you today, tomorrow, and says, Gary, there you go, Kevin, there's a blank check, go, go out and sign whatever player you want, one player from the League of Ireland, is there one, one player has to be from, from the league? <laughs> has to be from the league, yeah. All right, okay. Um, you know, I think it's, it's getting better and better every, every few. I think Ferugia. Uh, a Rovers mm. sees on standby. I just, I just think over the last, obviously he had his injury, injury problems, but I think over the last six months, I think he's been getting better and better and better. And obviously his fitness issues, hopefully, finger crossed for him are gone. I mean, yeah, he'd be one of them. You look at centre half, like you said one, but like, if, yeah, blank check, I'm probably trying to get a few. Any check I do at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, the likes of, I mean, Sean Horror, uh, Lopez, like, you know, defenders like that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd like a, like a big centre half and a take, take for us as well, definitely, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of choices there. Well, maybe, uh, hopefully anyway, that, that finance will come in, that investment come in and you won't have to sit outside too many bars or restaurants over the next few months. Uh, well, yeah, restaurants, remember that was a restaurant, you know, maybe throw me player under the bus, he knows who he is. Listen, Kevin, that's brilliant. I'm sure we'll catch up with you again before the, the new season starts. And look, best of, of luck with everything in the next few weeks. And we hope, as we said, we hope the, the money comes in and, and the club can move on to the next level, which will obviously help you as well. Brilliant, Dave. Thanks a million. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 